0: That night on Endor, the Rebels celebrated at the Ewok village, laughing and dancing around a large bonfire. But Luke's thoughts were elsewhere. I I can't believe it's over, Leia. The Imperial fleets destroyed, the Death Star exploded, the Emperor dead, and my father. Leia hugged him. Come join us, my brave Jedi. She led him back to their circle of friends. Heroes together to the end. And here we go.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment.
0: I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This (laughs) does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive.
2: You are on the Sith List. I have spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 179 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Happy New Year, by the way. First That's episode right. of the New Year. That's right. And my co pilots for this New Year's adventure. The young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Borguel, the man we call Crunch Crunch, unfortunately cannot be here. He's dealing with some family issues. So he won't be here tonight, but we just want to throw a shout out to him and tell him that we love him. And uh, we're thinking about him and he'll be back next week with us. Can't wait to talk fandom with him. Yes. Yes. And that, mm-hmm, that you heard is the man that runs the show, the Cha and Chonsky. Mr. King, Tom Chansky. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. How are you? Well, I'm doing. You know what? I am very excited because Eric Struthers is back. It's a new year. This is going to be fun. We haven't been together in a while because we recorded those episodes a while back. And this is a new one, so I cannot wait. And the other guy that you heard. The man we call... L R the man who used to cut cut like a knife. <laughs> but no, you know what? I had a good Brian Adams one. Uh, what's the line in Summer of '69? I got my something in six string out of I five got and my dime.
1: First, yeah. real six string in a five, five a five and dime. I Bought it out of five and dime. Played it till my fingers bled. That was, it the summer, was the of, summer of '69. That's and right. It was it, all a lie. It was all a lie. He didn't buy it fucking
2: in '69. it in '74. I don't know. I made that up, but
1: I uh, <laughs> close <laughs> enough. You said it like you were just so kind. I know, too. no, but
2: I had it in my car, and I was like, "That's perfect for Eric," and I just butchered it. Well, that is
1: the wonderful voice of Mister Eric Struthers. How you doing, buddy? Buddy, I'm great, man. It's so good to be back with you guys. I the holidays is a crazy, crazy time, and just sorry I couldn't be here, but the, our schedule getting thrown off. My schedule so tight that, but I did. Get to go visit my mom, which was wow, cool. Nice. Hadn't seen her in a good while. And see my dad. and Let That's my great. kids argue at other people's homes instead of mine. It was wow. great. That is amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And then how was,
2: King Tom, how was your holidays?
3: You know, it was good. The kids were happy. There's a Star Wars movie in the movie theater. I, I couldn't be better. How many times have you seen it so far? Six so far.
2: Bless your heart. That's amazing. How about you, Eric? I have seen it three times and
1: I'm going tomorrow with my dad. That
2: is fantastic. Nice. Ooh, it's gonna be a great experience. Boo, how many times? Three times. I've seen it three times as well. Boo, how was your? I saw that you made it to the official Christmas card of the Browns. I did. I did. What can Brown do for you? They can put you in a fucking Christmas card. This yeah.
4: How was your how was your Christmas? <laughs> my my Christmas was great. My Christmas was great. You know, spent it with the Brown family, so that was nice. Had another one with my family, you know, before actual Christmas. That was great. Uh New yeah. Year's
2: New Year's was good. I Mr. Rusty Brown. I know Rusty was drunk because I got text messages that said, buddy, I love you. <laughs> and this was like at 1230 in the morning. And then another one. I love you.
4: What time was that one?
2: Probably like at one o'clock or something. Oh,
4: okay. All right. so, so he wasn't vomiting yet. No, okay. not yet. So yeah. I, I knew he was drunk. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No, he, he was hammered. So was I. We had a great time. Everybody had fun. Good for you. Yeah. Safe. Safe. Very safe. Uber we were there. Uber we back. It was fantastic.
2: Great, yes, great.
4: Well, I, I just got back from Hawaii
2: and we took
4: oh, humble brag there.
2: No, no, no I just want to say we took Malik and first flight and first trip and it was great shit everywhere. He did shit everywhere on the very last flight. Uh, he waited for the last flight to have a blowout, but he did really well. He did really well and he actually went in the water a little bit and he, we had a whole little section for him in the room. It was fantastic knock on wood. Uh Lorraine and I were very very proud of him so he did very very well so great we're all refreshed we're ready to go we're missing less but that's okay he'll be back next week let's talk some fandom you guys all ready to do this this week yes sir yes sir let's uh-huh. do this we are let me do the shenanigans for 2020 fuck off people we don't care about anything just kidding nah. we are proud members of the mm-hmm. making Star Wars Podcast Network tune into podcasts like now this podcasting Blue Harvest Steel Wars Rogue One Podcast 2187 first order transmissions to Cargo Hold Kessel Run Radio figured by Randy and Jason Tatooine Sons, and around the galaxy. Check them out at MakingStarWars.net. Check us out on the thesithlist.net. You can find some uh, merchandise. You can find some episodes. You can uh, look at pictures and videos and bios and all that kind of cool stuff. So check us out there. Leave some great positive messages on iTunes. Review or wherever you listen to our podcast. We'd really, really appreciate it. And we'll give out all the uh, social media stuff at the end for Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But I do want to say... Um, I put something up on Twitter. We have a ton of Australian friends. And the one great thing about this podcast is we make friends all over the world. People listen to us. We're on other people's podcasts. We meet each other all up at Star Wars Celebration or other events. We wanted to give our support out to the our amazing Australians. They're having a devastating bushfire over there that is just just ridiculous. Here in Southern California, we're used to these crazy-ass fires, but this one... It's just like no other. This is an awful situation for them. We're going to put the Red Cross link on our show notes to go and help donate and help with all of that stuff. So to our Australian in and sister-in, hopefully you guys are safe and you guys are doing okay. And we're all thinking about you as well. Um, let's talk a little box office. The Rise of Skywalker is getting close to a billion dollars.
3: I think I saw 9.38 a few hours ago. Oh, That was as of yesterday morning, I think. Okay. Unless Eric had something else.
1: I don't, man. I was looking and I couldn't come up with anything that I thought for sure was like right now. Okay. So
2: 9.38, that's pretty damn close. So by the time you hear this, we might be even, we'll be inching closer and closer. And I I also wanted to say that I'm sick and tired of looking at these clickbaits. And these headlines, because what what I normally do is I'll put Star Wars and I'll click news on Google and see what the up-to-date news is or Rise of Skywalker. And and always the first two are from Forbes or Esquire. And they say Rise of Skywalker takes a devastating blow on the third week and down 80% or down 50%. But if you look at other movies, they're pretty much the same thing, right, Eric? I mean, we've we've talked about this before.
1: Well, yeah, I... (laughs) I think it's just natural that the longer a movie's <laughs> yeah. in the theater, the less people go see it. I it's the darndest thing. It's crazy. I except, also
4: think except for your if you're
2: into cats, King Tom, because that went well, from four people uh, to two people, and then now it's like
3: one and a half. Yeah. Now you can get it on VHS at seven <laughs> eleven. I think that uh <laughs> sorry, Eric. Sorry, Eric. Forbes wow. uh, Forbes in particular has been really bad with the clickbait articles. I recall back the second weekend it was out. They had a headline. Everyone else was saying Star Wars still tops at the box office. Star Wars number one for the second week in a row. Forbes headline that weekend. It was Saturday. We had just seen it and I'd gotten out of the theater, and it said, "Um, the Rise of Skywalker joins an exclusive club to lose one hundred million dollars." I saw that. I read that whole damn article. And you read the article, and it makes it sound like doom and gloom for Star Wars. And yet, at the very end of the article, it's like. Oh, by the way, other films that have lost a hundred million at second the second weekend include Avengers: Endgame, Lion King, and like <laughs> yeah. ten other movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous, and it's it's weird. It's like the negativity from the trolls has right. kind of seeped over to like I think it's these fucking journalists who used to well, be this, really good magazines back in the day.
3: Yeah, this one reporter he really liked the Last Jedi, so all of his reporting about that was positive. But then he didn't like Rise of Skywalker. So it's more negative. And yet this, this movie is not doing as well as The Force Awakens. No movie is going to do that well. And it's kind of on pace with The Last Jedi. The reporting doesn't bear that out.
2: No, no. And again, you're absolutely right. No movie is going to do that well because that was a, a, a cultural phenomenon when that, that came out. Mm-hmm. People were waiting for 30 years to find out what the hell is going on with the characters. They've been wondering what the hell is going on for 30 years. Obviously, it's not going to do as well as that film. It's doing just fine. It's gonna be at a billion dollars by twenty days. Am I right? Somewhere around there? I would think, yeah. That's crazy talk. Just chill, people.
1: If I could just get more a little bit more free time, that's all I all I need. Yeah. You know. I hear you. Mm-hmm. My second time I
2: went by myself and I really I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much more the second time.
4: Well, being alone or the movie?
2: <laughs> In both. No, just kidding. no, but it was, it was, uh, my second time was my favorite time going. It's a good movie. It's I, a I, fun, mm-hmm. good movie, people.
4: I, w- I would have to agree. My second time, because I, the movie was a bit slower for me. You got butter blasted. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no popcorn. That Tribute time. to less on that one. Damn it. That's right. Uh, yeah, because the movie was slower. I was enjoying it more. And then the third time when I saw it, I was like, okay, now I got to see if I missed anything. If I need to catch anything or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I would say the second time was was my favorite, was better. And there's some cool shit that's come out.
2: You guys see that thing where the gun that Kylo uses to blast a couple people was the gun that Lando used in Solo. And in a book or a comic, he Mm -hmm. gave it to him and he said, hey, you're going to use this one day, kid. And he's like, I don't need it. I have a saber. He's like, no, trust me, you're going to need it. And they actually went to detail to use that same gun. That's cool. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really cool stuff, man. That's the kind of stuff that I, I love reading about after the fact. I think it's time we have Eric back. Um, King Tom stepped in admirably and, and kicked ass for us. But we have Mr. Strathers back, and he's going to guide us on this Millennium Falcon. He's going to pilot us, and we're just the Wookiees right next to him. Guide us through this galaxy, somebody. <laughs> King Tom's very animated tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a pretty that was circuitous awesome. <laughs> introduction, though, man. But yeah, that was great. First of all, King Tom was just on the Bad Motivators this week, which nice. was pretty rad. And we talked it's about some fun. stuff that we're probably going to talk about right now. That's all right. And one of the big things is, let's talk about the alleged J.J. cut of the mm-hmm. movie, Okay. I saw this article, and Raj, I meant to send that to you, and my apologies, no problem, I no did problem. not. But it's basically laying out this thing, and it's written in a very, yep, this is for sure true fashion, as many of these are. Right. And the whole, the whole slant on this is that either at the end of January, they're going to announce it, or they're going to do it at the end of January. They're going to release... The Rise of Skywalker in theaters, again, the way in game was with more footage. Uh, like 18 minutes or something like that. And then at the end of the movie, there will be a post credit scene that teases the additional footage that will be in the director's cut of that's three hours and so many minutes long that's going to be on the Blu ray. And people are taking this like it's, like it's a sure thing. <laughs> And uh, I messaged our friend and yours, Mr. Jason Ward, and said, is there any truth to this? And he sent me back a really involved answer. I'll read it to you in its entirety if you have a minute, if you'll touch me.
0: This is Breaking News.
1: Nah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he told me. So, uh, now, don't get me wrong. It does sound neat if that were a thing right and yes as Arraj and i were talking about this and as he reminded me you know they there was the story that like 30 minutes were cut out of the movie kind of late in the game yeah so because my argument was this if you look at some of the deleted scenes for example the uh in the force awakens the scene where they show Ray and Finn being chased by the troopers in the snow. If you recall that when they, you know how they make it to that thing where they Mm -hmm. climb up the big ladder and that's Mm -hmm. where uh, Kylo Ren and Han Solo are having their, their face off. They didn't finish rendering the effects for the deleted scene because it's expensive to do so. Mm -hmm. Right. And they in Solo, the, the section where it was Han, it would have gone in between the we'll have you flying in no time to where he's being tossed in the air on the battlefield. It was in there and it would have been him when uh, it was in the novelization where he saves a uh, another pilot during a maneuver when he was ordered to come back to the like the main ship. And he got in trouble for it, even though he saved it because he disobeyed an order, blah, 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 blah. Didn't finish the effects. It was janky looking as can be, but that's because effects are expensive to do. And I can't imagine that they would go through and finish what would essentially be hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not in the millions worth of effects. On the, uh, to do this when I don't know that that would impact Blu-ray sales that much unless it was from the slant that it's only going to be on the Blu-ray and not streaming. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you buy the Blu-ray, you get the digital code, and it's only the theatrical release of the movie. This whole director's cut is Blu-ray only. Maybe they would recoup that money that way. I don't know. I don't really know how lucrative Blu-ray sales are now, but, you know, maybe that'd be a way to do it. But what do you, what's your take on this, King Tom? Have you have you heard this, and what, what are I've, your thoughts on it?
3: I've seen the articles, probably the same articles you have, and, and, you know, if they were announcing that Rise of Skywalker special edition, whatever, in the theaters, I'm there. I mean, I'm there anyway, regular edition. But I saw the one for the Avengers that they did, and it was one scene, and... The special effects were unfinished, and even even with that, that if that were if they did that with Star Wars, I'd still see it and I'd still be fine with it. And they don't ever usually finish the effects for the DVD or digital releases. A lot of times there there's placeholders and other stuff in there, but I I think your take is right. They wouldn't go through all this expense just to promote something they're going to do anyway, and. We know there's a lot of extra material out there. The editor gave an interview where she said that one of the cuts in the movie that they all wish they could ha- have used was three hours long. So there, there is that material. It's just a question of if we'll get it, when?
2: Here's the thing. And this might sound like a stupid question. Wouldn't it behoove them to spend the extra $10 million, clean that stuff up, put the special effects in, and then re-release it out in the theater about five months from now and make another fucking $150 million? Like, Why wouldn't they do that?
1: I, Man, I don't know. Unless they just think it's not going to generate the movie going that they would need it (laughs) to. You you don't think it would make
2: $100 million? I think it would easily make $100 million because we'd be going to see it. For sure. If there's an extra 30 minutes of Star Wars that I haven't seen, Fuck yeah, man! I'm pre-selling that shit. I'm going down there. I'm getting butter blasted, and I'm watching that
3: shit. <laughs> Would it make more sense to do it five months from now or five years from
2: now? Five months from now, I think. Five. Months five ago. months from now, because we're dying right now to see that stuff. Yeah, see, that's see true. but
4: that's that's my that's my counter thing is we might, but I think they're dying to move on. I think I think Disney, Lucasfilm, I think they are ready and 100 percent to. Not wash their hands of it, but move on. I don't think so. That's that's why... They have, I, a, they have a theme park. I know. No, 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 no. No, I, I understand that. But I think they're ready to move on from the Skywalker saga. Oh, the, yeah. It has been... Ever since the the release of uh, The Last Jedi, it has been trial and tribulation, mm. struggle, strife the entire time. They're making billions. You know, you can't really... That's oh, the boo-hoo. thing. boo-hoo. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I, I think they'll that. deal with that. Yeah, but they, I understand that, but... I think at this point, they are just like, we're done. We don't want to hear any more negativity. We'd Mm -hmm. want to move on. They're just over it. They're just over it. And I think they're ready to move on to something clean where people have attachment, but not as deep of an attachment where they're going to, you know, raise, you know, the torches and pitchforks over it. Mm -hmm. So that's why, that's why I think you think it's done now. Yeah. I, that's why I think it's, but I agree with you. Uh, uh, an extra 30 minutes, give me a three hour movie. I'm there. Yeah, spend that $15 million yeah. or whatever it is. Even even if they don't, even if they don't, if if, if they just leave it kind of looking kind of a little, you know, like I pirated the movie, that's fine. I'll deal with yeah. it because I want that footage. I want to see the characters and all of that. So that's, it's so funny that we're talking about this because
2: today of all days, I showed someone at work, uh, my buddy, Weicho Luis. Oh, I showed him and he's a huge Star Wars fan. Had no idea there were deleted scenes for Return of the Jedi. Showed Uh him the scene where Luke was making his lightsaber. He freaked out that there were Star Wars footage from back then that he hasn't seen. Watching his face watch that, he thought it was like, I, I. he couldn't like contain himself. He's like, wait a minute, why wouldn't they? And I was explaining to him, well, the scene where R2 shoots it out wouldn't have been as impactful. You saw him. He could not believe he saw Luke Skywalker make a lightsaber. I think we'd be very stoked to see it. And I think they need to do it while it's hot off the presses. I I don't want it. I don't want them to do it because people are bitching about this cut and it's show the JJ cut. I just want to see the extra footage.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's I would definitely go several (laughs) times. But uh, I just don't know that I believe it. And But then, you know, they're talking about a theatrical re-release with just a little bit of footage. But then this massive addition, we're talking. I don't agree with that. What? 45 minutes at yeah. least I don't of, at of extra footage, which don't get me wrong. That would, that would be great if it was a thing. I just don't think it's a thing.
2: Yeah, I don't think they should do it that way. If they're going to do it, release it in the theater as the extra footage, clean it up, show all three hours and five or 10 minutes of the film. Don't put it on a Blu-ray a year from now. People are going to buy that shit anyways in the digital form. Just put it in the theater, let people go again, make a shit ton of money piss off James Cameron, and go, you know, and have a fine day. Well, Two that would be just you know, a
1: bonus right there.
2: Oh, that would be so rad, right?
3: People think J.J. Cut in terms of Snyder Cut, where it would be a totally different movie. The story would be different, and that's yes. not what we're dealing with here. No. As From everything we've heard from J.J., from Terrio, it's just expanding what's already there, maybe adding some new explanations mm-hmm. and going into more detail about certain things. It It doesn't mean there's a separate movie... That the studio changed, which is something that's been alleged by people who have their heads up their asses.
4: Yeah, that's the tumbleweed effect. That- yeah, yeah, no, it, mm-hmm. it'll be the same thing that the Justice League was, was when they had that extended cut. Like King Tom just said, it'll add to certain points it will give a little bit more information. Oh, look, this is what this happened. Oh, look, this is yeah. where he got this. Yeah, you get there's no mind blowing or yeah. does it help the movie? That movie needed a lot of help. So anything helps with that. But I don't, think it'll, I don't think it'll change the movie for people. I don't think people who dislike it are going to love it after It's just a visual dictionary on screen. Pretty much, yeah. You get an mm-hmm. extra 30 minutes. Is that going to fix the two and a half hours that you've already seen? No. Mm. No. Crossing my fingers. I want to see
2: it. And I don't want to see
4: it because I'm pissed at what I saw. I just want to see it
2: because
1: it's more Star Wars.
4: Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. So here's another thing, man. Our buddies over at what are they calling it now? Uh, Corey and Noah's show, Russell oh, no, Run Transmission. They, they've combined their powers, yeah. right? It's yeah. a dyad Kessel in Kessel the force. Dy- yeah, It Kessel is. Run podcasting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it exactly. is. And we're gonna, I'll go for being old back to young by pulling their life energy out of them. <laughs> they said that <laughs> yeah. they've got the word that there's something. going. Yeah, stop it. That right. there's going to be a Rebels sequel coming out this year i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah i saw that that yeah that's gonna you know follow up on rebels with this story of we would assume ahsoka and sabine going to find thrawn and the new and improved better than ezra
3: that was not good
1: come on you th- throw me a bone man um <sighs> I'm off my game. Yeah. It's been a couple br- weeks. Yeah, my heart. Yeah, In anyways, way. Right. he's got He's got to get his timing. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Okay. Self-declared. It worked. There you go. <laughs> I'm that funny. was one, that was one of their. songs. <laughs> just just funny.
3: Too.
1: Just um, don't call me
3: the king of New Orleans.
1: Uh, God save him. Um, the uh, yeah, that was thank you. I really liked that band. I did but, too. The <laughs> wait, which <laughs> band? Yeah,
3: I, I, this is Better joke. than Ezra.
1: Better than Ezra.
2: Oh, that was the joke. Okay. Yeah, thanks. when I
3: said that was not good, that
2: was the Ezra joke. Oh, I thought okay, yeah. better than Ezra. King, yeah, your
1: timing. Well, timing has been
4: fantastic. Well, that fell flat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, going to have to edit all that out. Oh no, uh, we're leaving all that in. So, but but what do you think about this, man? I would love to see what happens. I thought that you you know Gandalf the Gray, Ahsoka mm-hmm. was super cool, and you know we know she got up to something because we heard her voice at the end of the rise of Skywalker and see if you know, well, exactly. But their search for Ezra would be cool, man.
2: Oh yeah. I, I, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of rebels. I watched every episode. I do want to know what happened at the, you know, at their little journey. And I I definitely want to see what happened to Ezra. Maybe this is being done because we're going to see some of these characters in live action.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that's a possibility. Uh, You know, there's a lot of speculation that we would see, um, one of those in The Mandalorian. And if you'll mm-hmm. recall, we did not see one <laughs> no. of them. In the, the, oh, the only
2: one was right was Les. Les said that the Mandos are all going to come together and they're going to save his ass.
1: And I'm like, fuck, that's lame.
2: Even though when I saw it, I was like, fuck, that's so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that squad, holy shit. Are you serious right now? <laughs> no. uh-uh. Jetpacks! Shit packs. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn!
1: But anyway, yeah. I mean, I think I think yeah. I'm oh. all for it, man. I really liked Rebels, and I will say this: you know, it's really easy. And if you've ever listened to the Bad Motivators, we are guilty of complaining about Rebels.
0: Mm.
1: And when it was on a their crazy release schedule, big long break, come back two episodes, and then nothing again, it. Mm was a really tough thing to like get inside of and enjoy. But now that it's on Disney plus and I can just watch episode after episode, even not even necessarily in binge format where I do it all in one day, but just watching them in closer proximity to each other. That is a good show, man.
2: Let's get to an email from Kent who is, uh, wants to talk about rise of Skywalker and we haven't had some emails in a while. So, Dear Sith-listers, I've watched Rise of Skywalker twice now, and I thought it was a middle-of-the-pack Star Wars movie. It had some issues, but it was fun to watch. It had kind of a magician's trickery to it. Like it wanted to dazzle you with pace and spectacle so you wouldn't notice the flaws. But overall, I had a good time with it. Hmm, that's an interesting take on that. I would like to take a deeper dive into the later date, but we're trying to get it ready for a vacation, so I'll be quick right now. Here's a question for you. Did you think all of the sith Worshippers from Palpatine's Cave are acolytes of the beyond that began in the aftermath books. Oh, I remember the acolytes that started in the first aftermath book. I hope so. And I hope that it's elaborated in a different book or something at a later time. How exactly does light speed work anyways? In New Hope, Han says that you can't just fly around willy nilly in the Force Awakens. They fly out of a ship. Then in Last Jedi, Holdo flies at light speed into a dreadnought. Thanks for the time. Love the show. P.S. Boo. I hope the Packers lose in the first round of the playoffs. Go Bears.
4: Wow. Just well, threw that in there, dude. First of all, it's not the first round. and Now it's the divisional round because we had a bye week and your Bears did not. No, <laughs> we're going to beat the shit out of Russ Wilson. Finally. He's going down. Yeah. All the views from our host are specifically his. Not and all else I have his. to say is Trubisky. Right? Risky Trubisky.
2: Okay. Eric and King Tom, what do you think about the Lightspeed and the Acolytes and all that stuff?
1: I genuinely wondered the light speed thing because they are just uh, for all appearances just making random jumps and hoping that it works out and that seems like a pretty dangerous thing however it's possibility that they had courses plotted but then were jumping out of them at random intervals as opposed to Going on it in one long thing, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And so that's why you're seeing what they saw, but but I couldn't imagine blasting through some of those areas at light speed and never stopping. I mean, I would think that that would make the galaxy just an even more dangerous place. Yeah, could you imagine? It it's like just zipping through. You've seen the the show, The Boys. Yes, on Yo, Amazon, God. the very, the first, very first episode.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like that would be happening like uh, crazy. Yeah, that would be bad news. At one point, Pablo Hidalgo went into it on Twitter where first of all, light speed is a plot device used, however it the writer yeah, yeah, however it needs to be used. But but what they try to do, they th- there's light speed, which is a set factor of the speed of light that ships can reach brings them to this other dimension known as hyperspace. Then there are also light speed routes which are cosmic phenomena. You ever play Clue? Yes. You know how they have the spots that are like, if the library is on the southeast corner of the map, it has a secret door to the, observ- the conservatory, which is in, north- in the northwest corner of the map, all the way on the other side. There are light speed routes that are known and manipulated to enable that type of even quicker than light speed travel. <laughs> Get the life, nerd sometimes in some of the books and supporting material they talk about how these are taxed or used as, in a lot of the EU they they were used as a as a factor for conflict um and and that's but they don't do a good job of thoroughly explaining it especially in the movies in terms of why the holdo maneuver would work Read the TLJ novelization because it goes into detail about a lot of the scientific stuff there.
2: All I know, it looked cool and it sounded fucking great. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, that exactly. too. That's, that's pretty good. much where I was
2: with yeah. it. Too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I'm definitely a clue fan, but I liked it better this year when I went and watched *Knives Out*.
3: Yeah, yeah. A much better. Except I, I was waiting for the other endings.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that's coming out. It's the uh, <laughs> oh, sequel. It's the Johnson cut.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As far as the acolytes the beyond did you have any take on them Eric?
1: Yeah, I wondered about it, but I I felt like that was less of a giant organized thing and more of a like a street gang that came up with a dope
3: name. I Yeah, mm. I think they were like a, just a bunch of punk anarchists who loved the dark side and Tashu who was the Emperor's best friend, if you read the Aftermath books, he was manipulating them. But if anyone would be a Sith loyalist, it would be him. But he didn't make it to Exegol.
2: I, you know, th- I read somewhere where that the Sith troopers, the badass-looking ones, were the kids of those Acolytes. Did you mm-hmm. guys read that? No, I did not. I've yeah. seen
3: that. The, that. the forces, yeah. them and the, the forces who were on the Star Destroyers, yes. were all the people living in the... Outer regions, so they or just unknown regions.
2: They just banged it out,
4: huh? The
3: What else you got to do? But at the same time, the first order did too. They just did it in the unknown regions and in a different place.
4: I guess that
2: is true. That's true. But I, I don't know, man. Whatever, King Tom. But, just here to share.
1: There's a uh, <laughs> Eric. There's a new new new. There's a new era coming in Star Wars. Correct. That's the rumor. Allegedly, it hasn't been verified, but yes. Yes, the High Republic. So how about them apples, man? We're talking about what? How many years back from The Phantom Menace? 400. Three to 400 or somewhere in that. Four to five. Four to five. <laughs> yeah, because, and, four to 500. Wow. So that sounds pretty exciting to me. I think that there's a lot you could do there. Sort of like starting over and hopefully not have a bunch of in-jokes. You know what I mean? Yes. Make, you, know, you know, just making stupid cracks like better than Ezra jokes or something <laughs> that nobody would ever make. But anyhow.
2: <laughs> did, did better Ezra sing that song good? They oh, did. Okay. Some, yeah, they had one line in that song that I really like, and I sing it out loud every time I hear it. Something about the 4th of July. Maybe it's Maybe for your the
0: call or the, write, write you a letter. letter. Maybe I'll see
2: you
1: on, on the 4th, 4th of July. July. There it is. Yep. Well done, King Tom. Well Did done. you just turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger there? To, uh, <laughs> July. I'll die you. Oh, hey. <laughs>
4: Lorena, so just anyway, walked,
2: Lorena just walked in. I'm talking like Schwarzenegger. At the worst moment. Worst
1: possible
4: yeah. moment.
1: Just by the way, complete sideline here. But I got a beautiful christmas card from the dolet shahis in the mail and um i cut lorena and malik's picture out and <laughs> toss the rest of it away and i have it sitting there on my desk and i'm working on my photoshop skills to photoshop myself into the picture
4: <laughs> even the, the kid the kid looks like it could be
2: your kid by the way even he's the got light eyes he's white he's, he's beautiful still, man. still debating thank you buddy thank you very much appreciate that, appreciate <laughs> that. i'll tell lorena will be very happy that you cut me out <laughs> She she, uh, she perforated it. So it easier yeah, to cut. yeah. It's just cut and peel, and it has a <laughs> little line. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm sorry because no, I'll okay. just
2: keep no High Republic. You. High Republic.
1: So High Republic, and I think that um, you know that we talked about that you'd probably see a younger or the expectations we'd be seeing like a younger Yoda. Yeah, in there because he's just a spry. Young Buck and uh seeing the early days of the Jedi Council and so on and so on. I there's a lot they could do with it. Now, I don't know that they're trying to get away from the trilogy format, yeah. Yes, yes. Where they, you know, instead of being pigeonholed by it, but how much time do you think they'd spend there? What do you think they I, would do? Oh, they can do I they can do ten years worth of films.
2: Think about what Marvel's done. Think about the films intertwining with each other, and characters intertwining. And you can you, they're going to try to. What I've read was they're going to try to build up characters as their superheroes, especially during that era where Jedi and Sith had superpowers, yeah, not are, just what we've seen. They are superheroes, but like yeah. crazy superpowers, mm-hmm. flying, well, right? All that kind. You of You wouldn't
3: see the Sith directly encounter the Jedi, though. Yeah, You'd the see them in the too. background. Okay, but the Jedi think that for the whole for all Star Wars work, the Jedi have to think the Sith don't exist, basically.
2: Right. Got you, Gotcha. Gotcha. And maybe a Sith will infiltrate the Jedi and be one of them. And, so, and then I heard there's going to be, obviously, there's going to be other characters that are not Sith and not Jedi. They're going to be heroes, kind of like Han and Poe and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I just hope, I pray, that they think out what they're going to do for the entire run, get it all down on paper, and just let it be cohesive and smooth and I think Kevin Feige is there to make sure that happens. Hopefully. Maybe that's the consulting is going to be making sure that it all intertwines and works. So we'll see. And I know everybody loves baby Yoda. Maybe we'll get an a emo Yoda in his teens now. all pissed off, and like a, we are going to get every like era baby.: of Yoda. Groot. Like a baby group, but he's, uh, he's all pissed off, and he's like, buff or something. All shrinks, I don't know. But that's, Anything that's, my, could happen. that's my opinion. Yeah, that's my opinion. I'm stoked about this. I think it's going to be great. Question I have for both of you. I don't know the timeline of Revan and Bane. Does that fall into this timeline? Oh, King, I have no idea. That's outside of my... I think King Tom's got... This is,
3: this is about 500 years after Darth Bane and the Rule of Two.
2: Okay, is Revan involved in that?
3: No, I think he was even... No, he was even further back.
2: Oh, shit. So he was Knights of the Old Republic status. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. This, this is not that far back. You could have, you could have Maz oh, around shit. also. Okay. How, how old is
4: the, the prophecy of the Chosen One?
2: Oh, good question, man. I don't know. Maybe I that's, c- that's going to be in this. That's, I, I,
4: that, that's what I was wondering because I, I understand that they want to create something not brand new but go in a different route, have something where people aren't necessarily 100% attached, but they still have to have some sort of connection. They still have to mm-hmm. have some sort of unified, you know, universe, I guess. Yeah. Where, you know, this is what's happening mm-hmm. and a couple little, you know, Yoda's great and stuff like that, but they have to have, you know, oh, look at this and look at this possibility and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So that was, that was my own real question. Cause that's the only thing that I think besides Yoda and the, the prophecy, those are the only things that really have tested time, uh, canon wise. Let's put it that way. So that was my question is how old is the, the prophecy?
2: And there's so many things they can do. Which this it's just it's a blank canvas for them, which is they're not boxed in. Exactly. People can't bitch and complain because they have no idea what the fuck's going exactly on. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Except for the people that are into the EU, and they'll freak out and stuff like that. But and this is the idea that BNF Weiss allegedly brought to Iger and Kennedy, and they said, "Oh my gosh, we want you to do that." Good for them for bringing this idea up.
1: Yeah, uh, I would be excited to see it, and that you could do so much other stuff with it. Cool. And speaking of doing so much other stuff,
3: King Tom, tell yeah. us what you know about Project Luminous. Project Luminous is uh, part of this High Republic thing. It was originally, the name was thrown out probably around this time last year. It was teased at Celebration. And we are supposed to hear what it is soon. It in From the publishing side, it involves a bunch of Writers, Claudia Gray, Kevin Scott, Daniel Jose Older, um, and Charles Sewell, who has done a number of great comics for them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Justina Ireland might be the other one. But we, we, uh, today, Kevin Scott, he releases a newsletter. He said something like that they've been working together for all of their different projects, talking, meeting, having virtual That's meetings regularly. Awesome. To coordinate it. Ugh. And the, the idea was. Um, there was a Hungarian news site. That, that had a lot of this information. And it was backed up by Jason over the weekend. Yeah, Was that. The publishing side of Project Luminous. Grew out of the Benioff and Weiss. Plan. Benioff and Weiss fell through. They decided to go through with Project Luminous. And they are going to. There might be a video game involved. And then the other movies. Are going to spring out of. These publishing projects, so it's 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 very exciting. I mean, my one or two small things are that that Kathleen Kennedy said we would eventually see post Episode Nine stuff uh, on the big screen. I would like to go back to that, and I'm also wondering how this fits in with what Ryan R- Johnson would be doing too, because I definitely want him to have more Star Wars.
2: Yeah, maybe we will see that maybe Ryan Johnson will be doing that post stuff, and he's not going to be doing this because remember when Beanie Off and Weiss first was, were announced, they said that was going to be a separate thing. Yeah, right? so maybe yeah. Johnson's still um, involved, and in, he's going to do some post
3: story could, ideas. Could I don't they? Know. Ha- could they? I'm I'm sure books and comics and all of the other supporting materials, you know, you know will get an Obi Wan show. Just as all this other stuff is coming out, I'm sure multiple timelines would be fine with non-movie stuff. But could people handle an a High Republic movie coming out one year, and then the next year a post-nine movie coming out? Are people that smart? Wow, that's it. General question. audiences,
1: million-dollar question oh. right there. Well, people were confused with. Rogue One, where's where's this all fit in? What about Mm -hmm. Han Solo? Well, plainly, this means Han Solo's way older than we thought because there's Darth Maul and we all know he's dead and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people would take that. I think if they felt different, I think this would be your opportunity to make films that in style and scope were different, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, like... I I don't know how far away you could get from the orchestral score but even just as far as like color palettes and visuals and all that I think that'd be your, your trick would mm-hmm. be to really change that up mm-hmm. and uh, that might help people realize it more easily that it's different
3: you know if, if then that means if you do ten you got to have it set on the microscopic level and deal with the drama of the, the very tiny world of the midichlorians and other things that influenced life. And I know just the guy to do it for. Him.
1: Well, <laughs> guys, it turns out that's all we've got time for. And this is the last episode ever of the Sith list. Yep. King Tom, just stop it.
2: <laughs> Question for you all, you guys. I thought about this while I was talking to my friend today at work. Where does Ray get the Kyra crystal to start her lightsaber? That's a good question.
1: When we heard a potential spoilers for that thing, mm-hmm. one of them was that Ray used parts from the Sabers to make her own and put buried what was left, basically. Ooh, splice them together and make that beautiful yellow color. Yeah, I don't know though. Um, who knows? All Maybe right. they had tons of stuff laying around there and Just extra carbon crystals hanging out. How's possible?
3: Yeah. Not we you. never found out what happened to Luke's green saber, did we?
1: No,
2: no. Last time we saw it, he ignited it to kill Kylo. Correct? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question.
4: He really tossed that one. <laughs> like fuck this thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's now, an octopus in the bottom of the ocean. Now one he actually got rid of. He's yeah. like shit. And where'd it go? Well,
1: you know, <laughs> in the in the novelization for the Last Jedi, they mentioned that the caretakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, like basically, took care of all of his stuff after he became one with the force, and, and there was sort of this line that was very much like, oh, "He's Jedi. This is always <laughs> happening around here. Disappearing, coming one with the force, leaving all their crap behind." But it mentioned that they they got his weapon. Got it. They have and a put stash. Storage. Well, then there you, there you go. That's exactly what happened. Yeah,
3: so I for, I forgot about that. I love that part of the book too. The the caretakers are awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I was kind of bummed we didn't get a scene of them reacting to Ray coming back. To oh her. yes. I was I was waiting for them to be
3: like, oh, "Fuck, oh, fuck, Fuckin she's a. back." Yeah, drunk, like. trying to put out that fire.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's just yeah, she just lights a fire, just fucking walks away.
2: I guarantee if Johnson directed, there would have been a scene. Yeah, for sure.
4: <laughs> I was so bummed. I was hoping to see one like trying to sweep and then they see her. She's like, starts shaking. She's like, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it would have been great if she's throwing chunks of wood into that fire and you see the remains of that cart that she did that, that
2: would have been so cool that's great oh, we got okay. an uh, we got an email from robert our local robert by the way from rancho cucamonga hello everyone first happy new year to you all happy new year to you buddy in my opinion, I think one of the biggest things about The Mandalorian is the collaboration between all of the different directors with Favreau and Filoni being involved in every episode. With the Obi-Wan series already saying that they're going to have one director, Deborah Chow, which is an amazing choice, what type of directorial type do you want or think will work best for the Cassian Andor series? From Robert. P.S. Do any of you SoCal Sith-listers play hockey anymore? Uh Les kind of plays hockey. He's got a bad hip. I haven't played hockey in three years, but... We still get on the ice all the time. Yeah, we still play here and there. Um, great question. I'll throw it to you guys. How do you want Cassian to be done?
1: I think the fact that you're, that what's his face is going to, you know, K2SO is supposed to be in it. Yes. There's going to be an element, an element or a comedic element. That's what I'm trying to say. Gee whiz. But if you've got a, a character that you have a real opportunity to have him be ruthless, And kind of dirty because he talks about, you know, doing things that for the cause that basically he he can't sleep at night. He doesn't say that, but that's the thing you have no idea what I've done. And I think it, man, if you had something where it's like (laughs) gritty, let's use that word and raw. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that would be a style. Well, well-suited to how he set that character up. I think Gareth Edwards is going to be
2: heavily involved in this thing. That's the rumor. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I like that take, Eric. I'm really excited about this. Narcos season two of the Mexico Narcos. I just saw a preview and he is just a badass, man. Diego Luna is just awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait for this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Boo, you wanna read this Lumberjack Nick? Lumberjack Nick sent us something.
4: Oh, good lord. All right. Dude, Lumberjack Nick rules by yeah, the way. The I, I really like that guy. He's the best. Yeah, there's no voice going on here. No, no, you don't need to do the voice. Hey-oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I had to make an attempt. <laughs> so halfway during uh during my first viewing of the Rise of Skywalker, I used, had to use the restroom. What?
2: I had I did too. You, really? Yeah. Because really? we drink beers before we went in. i a stupid yeah, idea. I'm yours. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I am ashamed. Honestly, no. I'm right there did with you. you. Did you take a nap too? No, I didn't. Did take you a nap. fall asleep? No, mm-hmm. I did not.
4: Jesus. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just dumbfounded. I waited until I felt there was going to be a slow point in the plot. Harder said than done. Mm. That's funny. Anyway, on my way back to the theater, guess who I ran into? Snap Wexley. In the literal flesh. No. Walking with some of mm. his buds to obviously go watch Cats. Yeah, right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped him on the shoulder and said, great work. And he replied, thanks. I hope it was all okay with the fact that I hit him. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. That's cool. So you met Grumberg. Yeah. I have to say, with this trilogy wrapping up, I'm so happy that we have it. And I really love it. But let me ask y'all something. Y'all. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Does hey, this y'all. Trilogy- hey, y'all. <laughs> Does this trilogy feel like it's forwarding the story in the same way Episode 1 through 6 did? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm a big fan of the ring theory, but by the end of this trilogy, we're basically uh, where Return of the Jedi left off. Empire slash Emperor defeated, and the main hero is off to restart the Jedi Order. I guess what I'm asking is, does this trilogy feel a bit tacked on to you and less crucial to the overall plot or story than the other original trilogy and prequel trilogy? Like I said, I love the trilogy, but this is just something that I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Lumberjack Nick.
0: Hey, uh.
2: That's a great hey. point. It leaves uh-huh. us just. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. I did, I did Arnold again. <laughs> Fall <Four> of <to> July. <laughs> um, that's a great point. I didn't think about it that way. And I think it's purposely done that way. The dropping of the burying of the lightsaber, starting a new Jedi Order gives the opportunity to start this thing back up in four or five years, just in case this High Republic shit doesn't work. That's my take on it. What th- do you guys think?
3: I think it's a good, it's a good question, and it's a, he's not wrong for asking it, but at the same time, you know, we really didn't know anything about Palpatine with the original trilogy. The, the, the prequel trilogy established him as a master manipulator and planner, and the supporting material that started coming out with The Force Awakens established that he had all these backup plans in the event of his death. And they wrote these to make a menace for the heroes then, not realizing that J.J. would use him again in 9. So if you have the, this character who's a master planner, having everyone think he would be dead for 30 years, only to come back even more powerful, I, th- I think that's, that's rather poetic, and that does make this trilogy necessary. It makes it worthwhile because he was that much of a a planner and a manipulator. He was still around, even though everyone thought he wasn't.
2: Yeah, he played the long game really well.
3: Right. And so, like you said, ending it with burying the lightsabers really does lend an air of finality to it all.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, great point. Thank you, Lumberjack Nick. Appreciate the email, my man. (laughs) We have one more email to talk about here. Uh, This is from OG Rob. Hey, Seth, let's hope you had a peaceful and joyous holiday. Thank you, Rob. Totally love Rise of Skywalker. I thought all of your critiques were spot on, but they did not take away from my enjoyment of the movie. That's what everybody says, by the way, which is great. It was a good movie. Yeah. If I had one qualm, it would be that the runtime was not long enough. There we go. Personally, I would like the three-hour movie in order to slow down the pace for the first 45 minutes (laughs) and get into a few of the things that got glossed over, such as Donald Gleeson's character. Dom Hall. Dormal. Dormal. Glisten. Okay, I also didn't care for Kylo Ray Kiss, at yep. which most of my theater laughed out loud, but what are you going to do? My th- Our theater didn't laugh a lot; they gasped. Overall, a great experience for me, satisfying an end to the saga. It's crazy to think about all the events that have occurred since the summer of 1977, when mm-hmm. I was 10 years old and my aunt took me and my brother and my cousin to see Star Wars in Vancouver, Canada. Yes, I'm an elderly as F, you can say fuck Rob. It's fine. Question. Am I your oldest regular listener that is not a family member and does not qualify me to be the sixth crew member when you hit Smuggler's Run during Celebration? Oh. He wants to be our sixth crew member. We didn't talk about this, Eric. Uh, you weren't here. When you were down in Celebration, we're going to have a stiff list Smuggler's Run ride. It's going to be us five. and We're going to have one more spot. Sweet. He goes on. A couple of other tidbits before I wrap it up. I hit the updated Star Tours ride at Disneyland on Sunday. Oh, that's rad. That's right. It just came out. So now it takes you to Kef Beer. It's fun, but if you're like me and prone to motion sickness, you might want to choose to close your eyes or slip off the three glasses when you're bobbing around in the ocean. Oh, that's, that sounds rad. Lando also makes an appearance, which is awesome. It makes you crave a cold 45. That's pretty funny. Les, you know what I'm talking about. By the way, also waiting for that rescheduled launch at Blake's. I think that's inside joke with Les. My favorite moment from Mandalorian Episode 8 is when Carl Weathers implores Baby Yoda to use the magical hand against Moff Gideon's TIE Fighter, and Baby Yoda just waves it to him. Classic. Look forward to more great Sithless episodes in 2020. Later, OG Rob. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I heard that the Star Tours ride is pretty rad, and they have some cool little cameos here and there, which is very, very cool. I'm glad you liked it, Rob, uh, just like us, and we discussed about the three-hour cut. Maybe you'll get to see the three-hour cut. Knock on wood and cross your fingers. And thank you for the email. And I'm glad you had a great holiday, my man. All right. It's time for pop culture breakdown. There's some cool stuff out there. I got to see Uncut Gems. Uh, Anybody else get to see that at all? King Tom or Boo or anybody? Nope.
0: Where are you going?
1: Late night event.
0: Yeah, okay, sure. i want to talk to you.
1: Just sit down and... We don't have to do it here. I made a crazy risk, a gamble, and it's about to pay off. Howard, where's the money right now? You said I got till Monday. Today is still Monday. Is it too late? I'm you, just give me another shot. Are
4: you serious right now? Who's the girl
0: living in your apartment? What'd you say? You're taking my money all over town, placing bets. we take them out and show ourselves. You
1: like the way things are going now? Get the kids out of the house. You like to win, right? This is no different than that. Black
0: Joe Power.
1: This is me. This is how I win.
2: I will say, really good movie. It feels like you're having a two-hour panic attack. Adam Sandler, it's probably his best role he's ever done. It's not comedic. It is funny at times, but he nails it, man. He's really good. And I'm glad that he finally put a product out there that's pretty decent to watch. That and it's out in theater. It's a really, really well done. It's a good movie, independent film. Go check it out. Um and if you hate Adam Sandler, it's not your typical Adam Sandler film. It's it's just done really well. So uncut gems, Sithless Seal of Approval. We'll give that. And uh, James Cameron finally shows us some concept art. I know you saw this, King Tom.
3: Yeah, It looks like Kashyyyk, I think. Kashyyyk with some purple sky. I don't well, know if anyone else had that. Uh,
2: that's, oh, I it, see that. That's interesting. Yes, it definitely looks like Kashyyyk. But my whole thing is that you waited all this time, and this is what you release. And it looks exactly like the face look on the first fucking movie. <laughs> Are you showing me concept art for Avatar, the first one? Or is this Avatar number 2 through 17? You fuck. This does not get me excited whatsoever about Avatar. It looks just like the other shit.
3: I, I did want to share that after 10 years of searching, I found one person excited for Avatar 2. James Cameron? I, I, other than James Cameron. I was, I was on Twitter and I saw that someone, some comic creator made an old man to get off my lawn type comment. And I wasn't surprised when I checked out Rob Liefeld's. Oh. <laughs> Twitter, and for those of you who don't know, Rob is a guy who not that he was a big artist back in the '90s. He first drew Deadpool, Cable, X Force. He broke off on his own, but he's you know he can't draw body parts. Uh, he doesn't know proportion. He can't write for shit. And his t- t- Twitter account, in addition to being all comics were much better in my day, had a bunch of retweet com- uh, of J- James retweets of James Cameron's avatar concept art and i'm like of course the one person looking forward to avatar 2 would be one of the biggest douchebag walking the god's green earth makes total
2: sense (laughs) makes total sense
3: (laughs) i was and there's my avatar report
1: you know we're uh, uh, king uh, tom you, you i gotta tell you man you rarely get
0: like up. wound yeah, up and yeah. you
1: just like you just like drove to the hoop on that and i loved everything about it you know yeah, you. james cameron and avatar really gets him going
2: life felt this too <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, like, yeah me too though i i think my first like letter into rogue one or email to rogue one was about uh-huh. james cameron i think was, i think that uh, it's because fuck. of james cameron we have the Sithless kind yeah, of exactly yeah. it was dude fuck that guy yeah. and it was james cameron but, like three years ago and again dude fuck you like this, these pictures don't look any newer than the other ones. Like, is, I think he's just like insulting us or something. But whatever, you're part of Disney now. I guess we have to like you.
3: No, we don't.
2: I know we don't. Fuck him. Speaking, we talked about Ryan Johnson earlier. Guess what? We talked about Knives Out. There's a sequel in the works, guys. Johnson confirmed to the Hollywood Reporter before the Golden Globes. And he was nominated five times, didn't go home with any Golden Globes, but that didn't discourage him because he is definitely involved in a Knives Out sequel with Daniel Craig as a detective once again.
4: Yeah. What is it? Clue part two. Pretty much. It's just like a different investigation kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty bitching.
2: I'm down. I loved it. It was a great movie. Yeah. So that is pretty cool news. Here's some comic book movie TV news. Christian Bale in talks to be in Love and Thunder. This is crazy because it's Batman. I want to talk to King Tom about this. There's rumors that he might be playing Beta Ray Bill.
3: Beta Ray. No, no, that's Beta Ray Bale.
2: Ooh, wow. You're on it tonight, King Tom.
3: (laughs) Uh, If if he was was Beta Ray Bill, it would probably be voice only because Beta Ray Bill has the face of Space Horse. I love Beta Ray Bill, but he's a... Space Horse.
0: Hear me, warrior. I am Thor, son of Odin and prince of this realm called Asgard. Tell us, how did you come to battle Sirta's forces? The Korbanite people built their cities in the burning skies from time immemorial and danced in the sunlight for ages in harmony until the demon breed came. The demons were relentless. ...stealing away my people by the score. We were unprepared for such an attack. And then, we saw it. Our star began to flare. We knew the end days had come. With no other choice, we were forced to flee our homeworld. We had little time. And as many of the surviving Korbanites as possible were placed in cold sleep. I was chosen to be the guardian of my people, and underwent... Modification, I became Beta Ray Bill, the pinnacle of Corbonite genetics and technology. Together, my ship Scuttlebutt and I fled, only to find ourselves pursued by the demon breed. The fall of our world wasn't enough for them, so we hide until we can find a safe haven for my people.
2: Does he get the what's up with the long face? Does he get that a lot?
0: And then he gets the <laughs> hammer. Yeah. Yes. He no. He he has the hammer,
3: and then Thor got the wrong long face because it, it was a great comic storyline where he was the other being worthy of wielding Mjolnir, and it took the power <laughs> from Thor.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. So you think this is a good idea?
3: I think it's a good idea, regardless of the character he plays. Um, I'd be very excited if they did go into Beta Ray Bill in the MCU. I don't, I don't expect that though.
2: Okay. Ooh. I'm raising my hand right now and I'm not using my hands. King Tom. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, Christian Bale, get back into the superhero flicks. I'm down with that. Now, um, speaking of the golden globes, we had the Joker win a couple of golden globes. Mr. <laughs> Joaquin. Joaquin won best actor. Well deserved. He was phenomenal in it and they got best score which I forgot her name, but female composer. It was an amazing, amazing score. According to Kevin Smith, the Joker had a different ending. On his podcast, Fat Man Beyond, he spoke about the alternate ending that it had. Now, I could see why they changed this, but check this out. Originally, the ending in the hospital was different. If you haven't seen it, I'm kind of going to spoil Well, I'm not going to spoil it because it's different. He's in the hospital, and he laughs, and he chuckles, and he says, I was just th- thinking of something funny. What was supposed to happen was you flashback to the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne, and it was him killing Thomas and Martha, and then the boy screaming out, and we all know that whole scenario, we've seen it a million times, and he turned to walk away, and he turned back, looked at the boy screaming, shrugged, and he shot the kid in the head.
4: Jesus. <laughs> yeah.
2: That would be shooting, obviously, Bruce in the head. Yeah. I could totally see Todd Phillips wanting to do that because he wanted this to be a one off. I'm sure the studio stepped in and said, you can't kill Batman as a kid. Or a child. Or a child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So very interesting that they had that as in an alternate ending to it. And I wonder if they ever even filmed it. There is that situation. And you said that there was a, a release date, Abu. What was that for?
4: Yeah. Uh, on Netflix, Ozark season three is coming back. Oh, March 19th. 9- oh, dang. I know. March 19th. Gonna be back. So excited.
2: Now, I was doing my show notes here and I saw on CinemaBlend, they had their, one of their top reporters, Adam Holmes, who is, he's, he's actually pretty good. He had his 10 best superhero movies of the decade. Number 10 is Shazam. Anybody seen this? I have. I loved it. I don't know if it's the 10th best superhero That's, movie of
4: the decade. My, that was my question. I was like, I don't know about number 10.
2: Really good. Guardians of the Galaxy, number nine, obviously. King Tom's a huge fan. I loved it. It changed. I think it was a game changer for Marvel. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it also introduced characters that we didn't know mm-hmm. and made them legends pretty much. Uh, number eight, Deadpool. I would say it's the same thing. Game changer. And I agree. Fantastic. Number seven, Wonder Woman. Concur mm-hmm. with that. King Tom, you looked like you were uh, I, shaking your head here.
3: It, it was a good movie. I didn't care for it. I have some... Personal things about the way they told the story.
2: Okay. Hmm. Okay. Sexist number six. Logan. I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah. Uh, Logan. Yes. Never saw it. Absolutely Uh, wonderful film. Got it. Yeah. Yes. I I agree. Number five. Black Panther. Thought maybe this would be higher on the list. Uh, Obviously, it's interesting because a lot of these things are game changers Mm -hmm. for superhero films Mm -hmm. and. Uh, switching them over to just great movies, not just thinking of them as superhero films. Number four, Avengers Endgame. Very interested as number four. Number four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Number three, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Again, game changer. Uh-oh.
4: I think, I think you Blue's swapped those. I, I understand. That oh, yeah, yeah. It should be very high. Yeah. But the last two movies, I, I don't think it's above endgame. Let's put it that way. And I have to see the last two and see if I agree that they're above endgame.
2: Number two, the Avengers, the first one.
4: Yeah, because without that, none of this exists. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'll, okay, I'll give it. And number one, wow. Winter Soldier.
2: I'm upset that first Avengers isn't on this, because that's my favorite.
4: Yeah, I'd say Switch. Was that first, this decade? Was that,
2: oh, yeah, was that this decade? I was just, just about to ask that.
4: Mm, that's a good question. Mm. Uh, the Winter Soldier should be in this list, because it's a, a great film, but also a great action movie. It is mm-hmm. kick ass and the writing's really good. I don't know if it should be I I'd give it the top five, but I think the Avengers should be the only movie that's above Endgame. game. Infinity
2: War wasn't on this. Maybe because of the ending. Of course.
4: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of can't do that. Where it's just like, oh, oh. Oh, that hurts. Yeah.
2: Um you uh want to add some films in here, King Tom? You looked perplexed about this list.
3: Um Personal preference, I'm a huge fan of Spider Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and was pretty cool. B- basically, there are a ton of great Marvel movies uh, that could be interchangeable. I might make um, Spider Verse number one.
2: Wow. Okay. Bold statement. That is very bold. Over Infinity War, over Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty amazing. And it's beautiful to look at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you know who the n- sequel is going to have in there?
3: Leo Pardon. Leo Pardon.
4: T-shirt ready. The t-shirts ready to go <laughs> when they announce it when you see it in the trailer bam t-shirt yeah we're gonna sure. be huge we're yeah. Gonna, this is yeah gonna be
1: yeah we're already ready for it
4: get your t-shirt we're be, now
1: <laughs> we're gonna be one of those ads that you scroll through on facebook that's just some random promoted promoted pop-up thing that's like baby yoda yep. stuck on a on a mug here <laughs> speaking of baby yoda stuck on a mug we
2: have some cool new shirts guys Go to the, go to, uh, T public and check out our new shirts. I just literally put one out and somebody just bought one while we were recording this podcast. It was meta as hell. Fantastic. Brad. And the bad motivators. I'm going to throw this out there. The bad motivators have such a badass Mandalorian shirt out. It is awesome. It is beautiful. It is. It is well done. Um, uh, Eric, you want to uh, promote who actually uh, did that art for you?
1: Yeah. So our buddy, um, he's from Spain and, uh, he tells us that none of us pronounce his name right, but it's, uh, it's like Zurjo. It's X U R X O, oh, I think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Peralta, he is an amazing artist. He just out of nowhere sent us a, what we were using as our main album art for a long time, which is this, uh, like cartoonish rendering of Luke saying, uncle owen this r2 unit's got a bad motivator that one and it was amazing looking and we're like oh my gosh we're thank you so much and when luke had this idea for this thing he reached out to him and he's like yeah i'll do it and sent us a concept sketch in like one day's time that is better than anything i could ever do ever oh my god and for him it was just like a rough idea crazy Dude, and so what it is, is it's the Adventures in Babysitting movie poster, if you could imagine that, where there's scale in the building. And instead, it's Adventures in Bounty Hunting. And it is the Mandalorian hanging off the side of the sand crawler. But Baby Yoda's on him. Uh, Quill's there. It just, it looks amazing. And it's Mm -hmm. like such a good, a good callback it's beautiful it's excellently done man it It really is the ink work is i mean just the detail so good we're not worthy it's just it's just ridiculously detailed and it's
2: really well done if anybody knows how to paint or draw or even do like stick figures please let us know and you can make our shirts as well but i think that's it guys mr king tom where can people find you
3: Tom Chansky on Twitter. I am on this week's Bed Motivators. And then Patreon shows Bed Motivators, Blue Harvest, and Steel Wars. Cha. Cha.
2: Carlos Borgway. <laughs> Other than the Brittany Brown's family's Christmas card. That's right. Where can people find you?
4: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the, the list, boo.
2: Mr. Strothers, The guy that got his six string out of five in dime. The man who... I'm. I'm. Hold on, something's gonna pop in my head. Hold on, got nothing. Where can people find you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers. You can also check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, which King Tom mentioned he was on, and you can find me on an upcoming episode of Steel Wars. Steel interviewed me for for a thing. And it's going to be rad. The episode was coming along great. And also, uh, look for me on the Steel Wars feed in episodes of Strother's Wars. Recently did one with uh, Danny Radford. And uh, he, as the name says, he's rad. Very cool. And, Steel, I'm
2: glad that you were okay with us laughing at you, eating shit on your skateboard uh, a couple episodes back. If you're going to do that again, please record. uh, (laughs) Yeah,
3: or if you have trust. any more videos.
2: Yeah, please let us know. It was fantastic. And you can find Les, by the way, on Twitter, at LesIsMore78. And again, Les, we are thinking about you. We, uh, you can find me at the Sithless on Twitter, and we will catch you next week. Guys, 200's creeping up.
0: I know. Wow.
2: We got 20 more after next week. 20 yeah. more weeks. We got to think about something. We got to do some like extravaganza for 200.
1: Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start thinking about what we could do. Okay, cool. You got a top team of scientists on it. Absolutely correct. Team top men, top cha men.
2: Find us, check us out next week on episode number one eighty
0: of the Sit List. Get
1: around the house.